What is the United Kingdom? It's warm beer and cold hands. It's the clacking of bowling balls, the peal of church bells, a clap for a nurse, a help for a hero, the jingle jangle of two modest dancers shaking hands. Stratagem. Or it used to be. Today we live in a scissored aisle, with Brexit and Covid leaving us less united than ever. But whether you're a pro-European who's had the jab, or a Brexiteer who doesn't believe in vaccines, I want to build a bridge. Stratagem. For while we don't always agree, what really binds us as a nation is when we all of us, together, can't stand something. Like speed bumps or anything changing. So if you don't like anything changing or speed bumps, come and see my new stage show. Stratagem. It's me, Alan Partridge, live. Outlining a way forward, a stratagem for the future. It's my plan to restore daylight to a nation plunged into darkness. A knighted kingdom, if you like. And the only way to turn a knighted kingdom into a united kingdom is to add the you, as in you, and I want you to come to my show. Stratagem, live with Alan Partridge. Transmission will start in five seconds from now. Five... And welcome to this very special mini episode of Waffle On Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. And I'm Mini Mark Kelly. Ha ha! Ha ha! Well, we heard a bit too much of that, didn't we? Yeah, well, we did, yeah. Thanks for that, Mini. Yeah. Now, we were just doing this little mini episode for uh, anybody who's Alan Partridge stroke Steve Coogan fans. Uh, me and Cal went and saw Alan Partridge Stratagem live at the uh, Birmingham Utility Arena. Uh, and we know it is the NIA. The NIA. It'll always be the NIA to us. Uh, yeah. And we saw it on Friday the 29th of April. Um, so we've got this episode coming out and we've got our main episode coming out, hopefully on the same day, maybe the next day, not too sure. But we wanted to do a little bit of a chat about it, didn't we, Carl, instead of us just rabbiting on about it over the next podcast? Well, yeah, because like the next podcast is like it's like such an important amazing film you know you don't, we don't have to talk about this for 35 minutes and then cram it in 15 minutes <laughs> oh, that, we, yeah because we, we would have to do yeah, we just end up getting tired and falling asleep and looking at the clock and then uh and dozing yeah. off which is not great for anybody who's listening to a podcast unless you've got problems with insomnia <laughs> like we both have unless we don't have it <laughs> So we we had a nice meal out, didn't we, beforehand, and then we had uh, and then we had cocktails and uh, and a beer, which I of course mistakenly thought two for one meant we got two podcasts. I, and I didn't think why you said that. I thought bloody hell, that's a bit hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> and plus, I'd already been to, I'd already been uh, to Vagabonds in Birmingham and had a, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, now on our Facebook group page, uh, we did have uh, when we mentioned it, uh, we had a few people um, comment on it, didn't we? And I'll, I'll just mention those people. Uh, there was uh, Mark Hunt, Phil Markham, who was also at the same one that we went to, uh, Birmingham lad, Anna Jean, uh, who we know, uh, Robert. I'm not, uh, Robert. I'm sorry for say your name um, wrong. Uh, I think you're in Belfast. So uh, Robert Evermy, Evermy. Is that an Irish name? I'm not too sure. Uh, and James Johnson uh, uh, says that. No, Robert gave it six out of ten when he saw it in Belfast. I don't know if you read the reason why. Have you? No, no, I didn't. Okay, so he turned around and says, uh, James asked why only six. And Robert turned around and said, uh, because it's just two hours of city fluff, which I like. Uh, but Alan doesn't work well as a stage show. 30-minute comedy series, yes, but two hours, there is a lot of filler. Um, do you agree with that or not? Yeah. Well, you know, when it, taking a step back from it the day late, later, yeah. you know, I suppose it was very narratively loose, should I say. Yeah. That thing about stratagem didn't really... And even he made a thing about that at the end that it was a... That didn't yeah. really matter. No. But like I said to you, we've never seen Steve Coogan. No. I guess I've got to see Steve Coogan. I love Alan Partridge. And like we laughed all the way through it. Yes. <laughs> so it was silly. Some mm. of the stuff didn't always work that well. But no. like I said to you, to watch him perform is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, even I... when he sometimes he fluffed some of his lines, didn't he? There was a bit where he was on about that. Did you see that bit where he was on about uh, double chocolate chip cookie? Oh yeah, he couldn't get it out. But he didn't. He didn't bat an eyelid. He just carried on. I thought there is a performer, and we've never get to, got to see him. We've been into Partridge. It made me. Yeah, probably that character wouldn't do something like that really. Mm. But the point is, he can go wherever he wants to me. And some of them lines he said were amazing. There's some amazing little lines. Mm. Like I said to you, I think the actual chit chat was better than the actually sort of the narrative bits wasn't yeah. it when it brought yeah. someone up i didn't like that as much as when it was just sort of riffing on stuff wasn't it and maybe some of them song and dance numbers didn't really work but i was still laughing at it like at the beginning when he was going that built this city on rock and roll i thought it was really good <laughs> Led Zeppelin and <laughs> yeah and, and i liked the rap at the beginning yeah that was really funny, wasn't i it? thought it was really good i mean i think um at the moment, especially maybe I don't know about this year, maybe not with COVID because obviously we, we, we've just come out of COVID, so a lot of things are lifting up. Theatres now back up and running, thank goodness, and you're getting to see a lot more shows coming on. Before COVID, we had a plethora of these, you know, self-help um, kind of you know shows that were going on, exactly. and and Middleton from SAS Who Dares Wins was. Oh, oh, yeah doing all these stuff but we'd had that beforehand of course we've uh we've uh what's his name uh uh who's the sas guy the uh, teddy um uh you know the one who broke his back oh uh, 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 well oh god you know you did his uh you and emma did the um yeah, the yeah, assault yeah. Bear, grills. bear grills right teddy yeah. Yeah. uh so you had bear grills and then you had the other one beforehand ray mears um doing all doing that kind of thing of survival stuff but they also did kind of these kind of shows you've had the likes of um uh Devin brown and you've yeah, had the yeah, other yeah. one who's the other uh the other one hypnotist paul mckenna yeah, they've yeah, all yeah, done yeah, these well. yeah they've all done these kind of stage shows which are meant to be sort of like analyzing life making your life better you know all this kind of mindfulness which i think is the big word of the, the 2010s yeah, 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 yeah. is mindfulness 
So I think actually somebody like Partridge probably would do something like that because he'd think he's that important where his ego would tell you how great he is. Yet yeah. if you followed Partridge from, you know, exactly. Radio 4 through to the day to day, the spin off to the day to day, and then all the Linton Travel Trav and stuff and all this kind of business, you'd know Alan Fufu. You know, and I I sat through that show uh, and, and me and you, uh, I, I kept looking, you looked at me and I kept looking at you, both of us laughing. And if you're going to see a comedy show and you're laughing, then that's the whole point that it works at the end. Yeah, and I like the fact that it was like, it was proper Alan Deep cuts, weren't it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he's referencing all his old stuff. Mm. I love all that. I'd say, I think there was people there... <laughs> <laughs> How can I honestly put this about? Who were there, say, for that scene in Off It, the, uh, no, in Extras, where he looked into the crowd and saw a garlic bread T-shirt? Remember that bit? Oh, God, yeah. There's a lot of people, like, there mm. for the lines. Yeah, like, yeah. As we said, people shouting out, aha. Mm. Well, you're watching him do it. Why are you doing yeah. that? And Dan. Now, when we walked in, they're all doing that, and I was thinking, oh, no. Because they're not the best, not the best stuff we ever did. That damn stuff, it's just all right. But no, I mean, I, just, no, I think no, me knowing you, he's still his best the, thing. The best is, thing that he's ever all done. Good. But, but saying that, I mean, I, I must admit, I mean, I kind of, I didn't really watch an awful lot of the radio stuff that he did with Tim Peake. Is he Tim Peake? Tim Peake, no, it's Tim Key. Tim Key, sorry, Tim, Tim Peake's the astronaut, Peake's isn't it? The astronaut. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> And also, the thing is, as well, I, I haven't seen everything from his, um, you know, the the, the new TV the show. That so the Irish fella, I didn't know who that was. Oh, man. So, but I, I have, I've already done it. As soon is as that I got not home. Amazing episode. Oh, it's brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. So I've, right. <laughs> I've watched it now, and then, of course, I ended up then going down a rabbit hole of watching the old day to day episodes. Oh, which right. I, I, and, and anybody who doesn't know about the day to day, we have already covered that on. Uh, on Waffle On. And also, of course, we have done Alan Partridge before, which is still, and this is something to think about, on our, on our um, what's it called, the the um, figures of our listenership, yeah. Partridge and Faulty Towers and Red Dwarf are still the ones that rank high all the time. That's still consistently being yeah. listened to. And we did that 10 years ago. So it's kind of like, you know, interesting that people, and this was before Stratagem has come out, and I think as well that the the interview that Steve Coogan did on uh, BBC News, in which he was talking about it, saying, you know, it's a character that he's fell more in love with the older that he's got. I think the the, the thing with the show, and obviously we're not going to give anything away because no, people no, no, can't no, no. see it. You know what? I think I don't think there should have been an interval. I, well, I said that. I've no need for it because he's building momentum. Yeah. And you mean, I don't know why the sort of do it. I think. Because he come back on, and then it was only about thirty-five minutes. I don't even think it was that, you know. And I don't know why he put that in there. I know he's probably gonna need a break and stuff. Or is it a contractual thing so people buy more beer at that the venues? Exactly. Yeah. This is what it's all about. And they're making money, money out of them bloody two and a half point glasses, weren't they? Oh blimey, yeah. I mean, that, to be fair, I was amazed by that. I mean, I. I I wouldn't want one because, like me and you, you know, we're getting older now and we're yep. bad enough trying to make sure we don't keep going to the tour at the best of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two and a half points in the glass. But saying that, though, if I mean, we would have had it when we were younger. Um, I think it's a cracking idea because it says you're getting up and going to the show. Yeah. I don't know how much there are. I reckon there's probably about a tenner. I reckon yeah, yeah. even a tenner, if not more. And getting into the venue at the utility arena, and, and we've said this before, and 
no disrespect to anybody or anything like that. People have to do their jobs. But what a cock shambles it was trying to get into the bloody place. I mean, we had to take our keys out, oh, our wallet out. And at one point, when I walked through, you'd walk through, and I think you had to do uh, your hands up first, didn't you? I yeah. just walked through, and it went off. And I went, I don't care. Give me my stuff. And I looked at the guy, and I put my arms out. He goes, oh, no, you can carry on. And it's like, really? Because yeah. I've just looked at you in such a way. Yeah, exactly. Because like, I don't want no, they don't want to do it. And, you, and I know we said that you can't, you can't, well, let's not go into it, but we know the reason why they're doing security. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, a, and an old lady who's in her late 60s, uh, don't need to be searched. Yeah, <laughs> but what I did like about it was some of the, the, the way Alan Sugar's doing his, uh, Alan Sugar. Alan Sugar. Alan Partridge's doing his anti-woke stuff because, like he said, oh, look at this different, this crowd. And it was, what we said, it yeah. was all middle-aged white people, weren't it? Finally, <laughs> weren't it? But I'd say ninety percent male, ninety <laughs> percent male, white working class general yeah, people. Yeah. I'd say. Oh, I said, uh, well, not the way because it started off. I'm not going to give you that, but even the sponsorship thing at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. It was that amazing? <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. Although I didn't quite get the bet, the bet three six five. Have I missed something on that? Well, the thing with them because they got done for like uh, encouraging, you know, like uh, basically problem gambling. Oh, right. Okay, fair enough. So very, very app chosen things. But yeah. I like that. The fact he turns around and says, yes, I'm a diversive man. I like this crowd. And I quite like that. I quite like the fact that it is. You look around, you can't argue with it. You can't argue with that. I don't know. Funny enough, though, it is interesting on a comedy point of view. Because it's like, you know, he's on BBC. It's mainstream television. But as, as, as we said, it must have been about 95 percent white people there. Uh, so I wonder if there, I wonder why I wonder if there's a, a kind of like uh, I don't know because I don't know I don't, it must be I don't know we'd have to talk to some of younger people at our work mm. if you far work what if they know who he is and most people both look at the pitch and don't think that it's satirical because that's the point yeah yeah Partridge it, he's a satire on that character because if you know you know Steve Coogan he's so far from Alan Partridge mm. he's completely opposite of everything Alan Partridge is isn't he yeah, like what, like Warren Mitchell, totally the opposite. Yeah, of what totally Alcon, the opposite, and I think that's why he finds it funny. But I do agree with what Steve Coogan said about parties that you like him because you want him to win, yeah, even yeah. though he's a borderline racist and sexist and all these mm. things. But you want him to. I like Stephen Coogan saying, "I said a brilliant way, but it's like your nan saying a racist comment." And I thought I that think, was a brilliant yeah. way of describing it. <laughs> I think that's it's your nan. You love your nan. Yeah. Well, I think that's the reason why, I mean, I I, did, I haven't been to cinema, but I can understand why people did, why um, Catherine Tate's Nan character. Um, he's a very popular character on her TV show, I think her and Lauren, the yeah. school kid. And I, I, I haven't seen the film, but I've seen some of the clips of it. <laughs> and I've seen her character done on charity things before. And she is literally quite, you know, like what an old person, you know, of that age is like with racism and with stuff like that. And sometimes you can't beat hearing somebody like that say well, it because it's going to about in the podcast next. <laughs> oh yeah, I got some great notes on that. Racism. We're going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but he t- somebody asked him as well, Steve Coogan. Uh, this was three days ago, and uh, they asked him, you know, in in real life now, you know, who who do you think is like Alan Partridge? And he turned around and says, well, everybody, every presenter on TV has had a partridge moment. That's why there's a Twitter thing called Accidental Partridge. Where Man, they'll, they'll, Richard, it's mainly Richard Mayby on there. But it is mainly, is he? yeah, and he did turn around to this, and he said, it's basically now, if you were to put two people together to make partridge, it would be Piers Morgan and yeah. Richard Maidley. Yeah. They're yeah. the two. And you could probably throw in Clarkson maybe a little bit yeah. if you wanted but to. I like, but, yeah. I like all them people. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I like, I like opinions, he... I do. A lot of people <laughs> with opinions. They're just bland. Mm. 
bland, fuck, you know, vanilla. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, have an opinion. Even if I don't agree with it, like I said, I like Piers Morgan. I know that's not a fashionable thing to say. I don't agree with like, the things here, but it makes me laugh. Well, also, I, I like people who um, kind of like are controversial. I like people who do break the social norm because if you don't have people breaking social norms or even like a comedy element joking about these things, if you don't have this kind of outlet, then it just becomes built up by people you don't want to have that kind of outlet. And I think that's what's good about Partridge, where yeah, yeah. you sit there for, what was it, two hours maybe? Two, two hours, ten minutes, something like that? And he went quite quick, didn't he? I must I admit, the first really, one really quick. First, the first part. Like I said, like I said, the first part was better than the second part. Yeah. But you've got a history going to these shows, and that's generally the way, isn't it? Uh, do you think it's us, do you think? Yeah. <laughs> do you think, do you think we just get know, tired? The mood fit that thing. But I said that break ruins it. Yeah. Because you start thinking about, oh, buddy, I like us. You've got to get Mars home. I'd rather be out, watch it all, be out by half nine, mm. and then you're home at a reasonable time. Yeah. And that's what yeah. you start thinking about when you're older, don't you? Like when that's we were it. younger, we were bothered because you're going out after, weren't you? Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think, that, I think as well, you, you look at these things like, um, you know, people you want to win. I mean, uh, David Brent was obviously a follow-up to Alan Partridge easily yeah, because – you wanted Brent to win. Uh, you, you've had, and also probably every Ricky Gervais character that he's done, he's in the same mold of wanting someone to win. But you look at stuff like that where I think Gervais would have done like a party scratch slightly different way. You know, clearly nobody's shouting out in the front row, right? And he said because he's turned around three times, didn't he? And, so, and that was. Amazing yeah. how he did that though, didn't he? Did he? But where he believed it at the back, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, for the back. But you're at the front, you know, for well, he's not saying anything to anybody. But. It, and I think when you did get the odd person shouting out, some of it worked when he turned around and was talking about Lynn, you know, yeah. at home. And then sometimes he, 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 I think it threw him a little bit on like the wolf people whistling, saying, weren't it? Yeah, the wolf whistling. It was funny at first, weren't it? Where then that, several times I'll come on. He to the man. Yeah. And he went, <laughs> really? And he did it to a woman. He goes, that's more like it. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. funny, weren't it? But then someone did it again and he said it, didn't he? Yeah. Stop the wolf whistling. Yeah. He did exactly because like they're trying to do a show. Mm. And it must be horrible with people throwing it in. You've got to concentrate. Because I think there is a few little ad-libs he does, isn't there? Like he's on about that Dale. Yeah. That was a real person, that copper. I was it really? Yeah. He met him on the day he was having a walk round thing, and that's why he was going on about it. Oh, why? So that was quite good that he brought him into the thing. Yeah. There's a few little ad-libs like that about the wolf is slim. But like you said, most of it's scripted, and it must have took a lot of bloody rehearsal. Mm. Now, do you think, though, that if that happened during when we went and saw uh, Rick Mayle do Alan Bastard, right, do you think he would have, because I can't remember if there was anybody heckling. I can't remember. But I think you'd have got a different response for someone like Rick Mayle. Do you know what I mean? I think they they would have kind of like, because I think the thing is with someone like Rick Mayle, he is an actor, as well, yeah, was, yeah. A, was an actor, bless him. Yeah. As, as I still think of Steve Coogan, although, you know, he's a Philomena, a brilliant film, comedian. a brilliant actor, but you still see him as an impressionist in the stand-up comedian. That, and that, I know he's an ignorant thing to turn around and say, but I think when, you, when you've then had to learn to become an actor, having things thrown at you in that kind of way is a little bit hard to do, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. I, I just don't understand anyone's thinking of thinking you're funnier than the comedian you're watching. Mm. I, I don't... I don't get any of that. It's like, don't you want to hear him doing it? Oh, yeah, he exactly. Did it, and he did it a couple of times, didn't he? Yeah. I've never I've, I've, he I've, did it. 
I've never understood any, never understood anybody being a heckler. I've never understood it because it's like as you as you just said then you paid money. It's like yeah. somebody who goes to the cinema and talks all the way through it. Yeah, you yeah, paid yeah. money to go and see somebody. And it, what it is nine times out of ten is people with egos who think they're funnier or better well, than the person the pain on the stage. And it's yeah. like you know. The other thing I really liked, I liked, I liked some of his, like, the bit where he was about swearing at the beginning was really funny. Oh, the way how many? Yeah, that always, you always won. I don't get cheeky comments. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's one gun. That was really good, that one. <laughs> I like that bit. I like the bit with the time travel thing. I thought that was quite funny. I thought the makeup for that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Like that. <laughs> that was really funny. That bloke from Tora Bora. That was really funny. He had a brilliant yeah. cool. And that bit we were cracking up because I was diagnosed with being gormless. <laughs> that was really, I love the word gormless because you know gormless. exactly what it means, really. That's a proper British word, that is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's a proper British word, that is. Also, I think, you know, you go back about rehearsal, you know, that ain't easy to do to be talking to a screen of yourself no. or anybody. And yeah. it's also the stuff that we've learned is obviously yeah. pre recorded. Because if you miss a beat on that, then yeah, you're, yeah. you're in a. a, a Proper, what the pain, you know? Yeah, it's like the other bit I really, really liked it. It was the way when he come back on that second half, he didn't know where he was. That was really good. Oh, it? yeah, that was it's really... really... <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we, we were watching him at the top. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Like, and then he said, that's not actually me. And is he moving with the feet behind the... Yeah, no. And I'm not, we're not going to spoil where he was. Because that was no. quite a shock, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, he was, yeah. Okay. How long has he been there? That's the thing. He was proper, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, hide the seat kind of challenge. That was, wasn't it? But yeah, yeah, yeah. All, in, all in all, though, we, we we really rather enjoyed it. And there's plenty of, uh, I think there's, I don't know how many shows he's got left to do. But if you do get a chance to go and see him, if you're a big fan of comedy and you're a big fan of Steve Coogan and Alan Pardew, oh. go with an open mind, have a few beers and just enjoy yourself. You know. I don't know. Like, what if you're a Partridge fan, you wouldn't have got something out of it. Mm. Ticked all the boxes that you want from Partridge, yeah. borderline racist, snobby, <laughs> yeah. sexist. Yeah. These are all the things that you want him to be, but never overtly losing his temper towards the end, like he always does. Book mm. <laughs> is wrong, and that's like the sort of the denouement of it all, isn't it? Because yeah. I'm, I'm not going to say it, but he's, he says something, doesn't he? Well, it's all about really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With that woman, weren't it? It was all about that, weren't it? There's a couple of things he said we didn't like, like. He brought, you know, a fake person out of the audience. That mm. didn't work that well, did it? No, because as we turned around and said that, unfortunately, the person who, I mean, you know, you can't. No, she was it, must, yeah. it must be hard to do every kind of show. But a person in the audience in a Birmingham show, chances are they're going to be from the Midlands. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Whether it be Birmingham, Wolverhampton, Dudley, Kidderminster, you know, all, all the kind of outskirts of Birmingham, they ain't going to be from London. And if you've no. got a Cockney accent, it, no, you know, it throws you. Yeah, if you pull something, and I'm fully aware that people know, you know, when you come from different places, like in Newcastle, you know a proper Geordie accent. If you come from Yorkshire, you know a proper Yorkshire accent. When you yeah, come from yeah, Birmingham, yeah. you know a proper Birmingham accent. And so do people from Dudley know a proper black country accent. But if they still had a slight accent, yeah. and then it probably would have worked a bit more, but you kind of knew straight away, you know what I mean? And it, I think they could have worked on that a bit better and made it a bit more fluid. Maybe yeah, had it, it a bit of, you it know. It didn't really work that bit either, did it? Because no. he, like, it was all about his thinking. She goes, I don't know what it is. Mm. And it's just like, then go, you know, you want some cigarettes? Great. So it's like, I, I don't know. I think there probably was a little bit of padding towards the end. Mm, that's what I feel. Do you know what I mean? Because like, no. I, like, I thought, right, you would have been on that left turn at the beginning. He's going to be yeah. like a TED talk. 
Yes, like, like a Vicky Gervais thing. Yeah, and it sort of went away from that. But I suppose you've got to take up two hours. It's a long time, isn't it? When, like that person said, even the film, I love the film, but there's a lot of padding in that film, isn't there? Actually, I forgot about the film. I'm not going to watch that again, actually, because I've got it upset. It's really so. good. But like, like all them sort of TV shows from the 70s, when you take them out of their environment, it's mm. never going to be as good as it. No, no, of course. Do you know not. what I mean? Because it's a studio-based sitcom. Yeah, yeah. I think the only one that ooh, I was just about to say then, what as of as of any been been any TV thing that has properly worked when it's gone to the big screen and. Do you know the only thing I know? Well, I'd say I know it's not now, but I love the only on the buses films because I never yeah, well, watched. Never what I wouldn't like. like said you watch them now and they're like fucking dodgy, uh, dodgy. <laughs> yeah, they are. I'd never watched the TV series because it weren't on when we were young, was it? We mm. only knew the films, really. And I love yeah. them, but like the, you know, arts them, you know, like the bloody other ones, like uh, Are You Being Served film and. Yeah, Porridge the movie was good. Porridge the movie was quite good, actually. That was good. Weren't it? Um, but but do you know what? Sa- what did the movie work? That because it kept it in its environment. Prison cell. Yeah, well, they did escape, didn't they? But then they tried to get that to get back in again, get which was. Which and it was still a great film. Yeah, it works really well as well. I had a dream about Porridge last night because I ended up watching the making of Porridge on um, YouTube when I was getting the clips for this, and it was Ronnie Barker with John Noakes. I mean, how weird All is right. that? <laughs> but, yeah, so let's let's wrap this one up. Uh, we just wanted to get this one out of there because this would have been on the other podcast, oh, and, uh, and everyone would go, I thought this was about Gene Hackman. This is, this is <laughs> <real."> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, all in all, great show, Cal. Yeah, no, like I said, it was. Like I said... Like all life, you get out what you put into it. Mm. Like all films, if you go with high expectations, I think you're going to be like laughing like you was at the first series when you were 17. Yeah. You're not going to get that. You no. don't understand what it is. Do you get to see one of the greatest co- uh, characters in our in our life? Yeah. Do you get to see one of the greatest comedy actors probably since maybe Peter Sellers? Ooh, yeah, very good. Uh, yeah. Because we watch him live, you think, bloody hell, Steve Coogan's really good. And, we, and we've got him coming up soon as the uh, Jimmy Savile. Yeah, yeah, and which is... see, like I said, you know, and like you were talking about is Philomena. That was such a big mm. thing Philomena. And to be able to get an Oscar nomination from that. Uh, there you, you know, go. And wrote yeah. all that as well, didn't they? Oh, yeah, wrote it all. And also then to act opposite Dame Judi Dench yeah. is no easy task at all, is it? Really isn't. Yeah. So, cool. Good. Excellent. Okay, then, guys. Well, uh, thanks for listening to our little uh, mini waffle. Uh, Should be around about 25 minutes long, hopefully. And we will see you in our next episode. Bye. You've been listening to Waffle On. If you'd like to get in touch or join the mailing list, you can by emailing the guys at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. You can also have some waffly fun by joining their Facebook page. Simply type in Waffle On Podcast in the search bar and away you go. This has been a Waffle On production. Copyright Simon Meddings and Mark C. Kelly.